You know what's cool? A million dollars. You know what's cool? My fucking tractor. Check it out. How does this relate to Orange County and Orange County people? They fucking love you guys. Love your counties. Tiny little horny sixteen-year-old Fred Savage. Hello and welcome. We are back from the ballerlifestyle.com. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. I'm the host of the show. Thank you very much for joining. This is the 205th episode of the podcast. We very much appreciate you being a part of our world. Do yourselves a favor. Tell your friends. Like some guys, some guys email and they're like, hey, was just hanging out like we you know we bonded over your show we indoctrinated these other guys into the show and they like it now too and that's how it happens so tell your friends about this show everybody's looking for new ways to be entertained and if they haven't heard of the baller life if they're one of the very few people that haven't heard of the baller lifestyle podcast tell them about it because this is the kind of shit this is the kind of content that people want guys that you know uh, joining me now, as always, it's the co-host of the show. This is this is the one everyone really wants. He's the backdoor slider. His name is Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? And aren't people making babies to our show? Didn't we like get an update on a baby being made to our show? Yeah, I think so. That sounds familiar, right? Something like yeah, that. I think we're yeah. making. I mean, not only are people bonding, we're making babies over here. Right, a hundred percent. Yeah, you got to do it. Hey, that's, now that's the way to do. It. That's a, <laughs> this is the voice of love here. I got a, I got a few things real quick. We we when we sort through, we're gonna do pretty much all sports today. But there were a couple you passed, a couple stories you passed. One of the greatest headlines ever: actor who played Barney is now tantric sex guru, charging three hundred fifty dollars per session. How do I you skip that? that? I had heard about that. Heard and just that, yeah. I I looked at I like briefly read it, and you know. Obviously, he's a tantric sex guru, so he is an insufferable blowhard. But this sentence from the story I thought I I needed to at least say at some point in my life. When the lingam, parentheses, (laughs) penis. Oh, I thought that was the pussy. When the lingam and the yoni meet, there's a certain energy that takes place that hands on the body alone cannot create. That is the voice of Barney. That's Barney who said that. Yeah. Well, no, he's not that. He's no, the, not the voice. He's, he's, the he's, body. he's the body. Yeah, he's some strapping the, the, black guy. He's a black guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't. I guess I never pictured who was inside of Barney, but I didn't. It, I was surprised that it was a black guy for some reason. I don't know why I should be. Well, I'll tell you why. Because Barney's so fucking lame. I yeah, mean, I, I get it's not a black guy's voice. Or I right. fucking hope not, because that would be really sad. But. Elmo was a black guy. Right. Right. Yeah, and I watched this whole documentary on that guy, and it was like a feel-good thing. And then the next, like, week, right after I watched it, I was on a plane, I think. And then right a after, boy Yeah, right, right after I watched it, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he was a kid toucher, so we're going to bounce him from, like, the whole thing was inspirational. Here's this guy, and he was into puppets, and he, you know, obviously had issues with... Um, he was, I think he was from like Baltimore inner city and, you know, he obviously was struggling with his sexuality and stuff like that. Made it big. Yeah. And so you're, you're like, man, this is a really nice story. The guy just, you know, he found his identity and then like, yeah, right away. Nope. He's a kid dodger. Yeah. 
likes to fuck kids. Um, and then the, the other story, I just liked the Outsiders author, like 60-something-year-old lady. Somebody asked her at a forum, S.E. Hinton, hey, why was the ending so rough? And she just wrote, she just said, I'm a stone-cold bitch. I, I, a couple things about that surprised me. One, no clue that the writer of the Outsiders was still alive. But uh, I read in that story, I think she was like 18 when she wrote it or 19. Like. Also, no idea that writer of The Outsiders, author S.E. Hinton, was a woman. No, but I think that, that I mean, that's the case with J.K. Rowling or Rowling. Like, a, a lot of authors have done that, so you don't know what they're oh, saying. Oh, they do that on purpose. Yeah, like uh, J.K. was thinking... I mean, she's just Joanne to people who know her, Joe. But the thing is, like, she's writing a story about, like, a boy wizard and, like, little boys. Are they going to read a story, an adventure story, uh, like, from a woman? Oh, that's that's so weird because a guy would never think of that. A guy would never be like, can I be a guy? No, it's like, fuck this. I'm Steve. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Uh, Although, one of your all-time favorites, one of your heroes, Jamie Foxx. His he name's went, like his name's Eric, and yes, yeah. and he changed. He made it ambiguous, Jamie Fox, because he thought it would help him get on stage at open mics if they didn't know if it was a guy or a girl. Yes. Go, oh, they, we, we might need to put a chick on the show. Let's get this Jamie up there. Yeah, and almost every Jewish person you've ever seen on screen, they've had to change it because people right. won't go for the Jewy name. Well, um, Kirk Douglas, oof, Kirk Douglas. I believe is 101 years old and they gave him a, they rolled him out at the, uh, at the crazy. Golden they've been, Globes. They've been rolling him out for like 10 years. I mean, he had and that stroke a long time ago. Yeah. And they had his daughter-in-law, Catherine Zeta Jones up there, like yeah. interpreting for him because he's impossible to understand. He's so fucking old. I felt so bad for him. I mean, Michael Douglas is he's in a lizard, his, man. he's in his mid seventies at this point. Yeah, like, yeah, he's legit old guy. But uh, what I was going to say is Kirk Douglas. I mean, Kirk Douglas, he's like, despite the fact that he's like 5'3", is like man's man, like Spartacus, nice. Kirk Douglas. But his real name's like Hiram yeah. Abramowitz or something. Yeah. Like it's he's, his, his real, now I got to look it up. Because his real name is something insanely Jewy, like way more Jewy but, than you're picturing. But I mean, it's, that's a, that's a sad statement on, you know, America's ability to, to, you know, not be anti-Semitic. Like it's, he didn't change that name because he's like, Oh, this will be really cool. It was like, well, I got to do this. If I, if I want a chance to, to be on screen, certainly when he was Spartacus, he's not getting Spartacus. If his name is Hiram. No, well, whoever like Louis B. Mayer or whoever was in charge of yeah. the studio that hired him was like, look, okay. So his born, I can't even pronounce this name. Ish, Isher Danielovich. Danielovich. Isher. That's, that's not so getting like, the role of Spartacus because like Russian America, America yes. hates Jews. So they're like, look, you're good looking, Isher. Your name is Kirk. Like, that's just, that's how it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else? Oh, I, I did really quick. I learned a little, uh, uh, there was like a history. I listened to this podcast called constitutional it's the washington post and each episode is about like an amendment and it's kind of a bummer of a podcast because why are there amendments because something 
profoundly yeah, sad happened. Yeah. yeah, something was really bad. Native they Americans, had to, whatever. They had to amend the Constitution to let black people vote. <laughs> no, to, to, to have them count. I mean, you know, one of them is to say that that Native Americans were people, not not like <laughs> not like yes. men or they. You know, it's it was like no, no. You you actually qualify as a person. Yeah. But but the last one was just about like freedom of speech is kind of the thing that Americans if you said like what's the the number one law of the land it's freedom of speech in America, right? I mean, right. Yeah. That actually wasn't a, a big thing until like 70 80 years ago and it was because of Jehovah's Witnesses. Shut up. Yeah. They were doing their annoying watchtower bullshit. And I think they like started playing records on the sidewalk and all kinds of bullshit. And a couple of the kids, uh, you, you know, and they were getting arrested or beaten up. And a couple of kids, Jehovah Witness kids, didn't salute the flag. And it became oh. a big deal. And they were saying, you know, our religion says this. And so they tied it into the whole freedom of religion, which people were more serious about at the time. And they said, you know, my religion said I shouldn't worship anything but Jehovah. So a flag, I shouldn't be, you know, saluting anything. Right. And so, yeah, it's Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witnesses are to thank, even though they got the crummy watchtower, like they're yeah. to thank for really freedom of speech because it used to be like states' rights, you know, and, you know, states' right. rights is code for like, let's just discriminate and we'll just call it states' rights. But – but yeah, freedom of speech became the law of the land because of Jehovah's annoying people. Oh, it's, you know, I see, I saw some of those Jehovah's out knocking on doors last weekend, and I always feel bad for them. Yeah, it's like it's nobody just, wants to join their club. Yeah, and it's they really dress up, and but their clothes are bad. Like they don't have any. But they're style. trying. It's like bless yeah. your little hearts. Yeah, they're like really going for it, and they're nice, you know. They they really believe that stuff, and they're really trying to. Yeah, help they're not the nasty people. about it. They're just super yeah. annoying about it. I know. Yeah, it's uh, and the uh, same with the Mormons. Like, just they're nice, you know. It's it's not yeah. their fault. Yeah, well, uh, I I consider them not nice. The time I went to the Diamondbacks game with a bunch of Mormons, <laughs> and you bought them all those beers, bought them all beer, <laughs> and then I had to drink it myself while they yourself. stared at me. Bastards. So good. Um, so I went, I took my son and his friend. This was an event for me, Ed. Yeah. I took my son and his friend to see the great achievement in cinema this weekend. Den of Thieves. I saw it too. Sorry, Gerard Butler. Um, I, it was, I was so disappointed, Ed. I was so. See, I, I expected it to be fucking bottom of the barrel. I I gave it, I would say it's a C plus for me, but an enjoyable C plus. Like I, I expected it to be a D minus and I enjoyed, I mean, you know, it was never going to be as clever as I thought it was. So yeah, without, I I mean, mean, the the hard, the hard thing is talking about it without talking about like some of the inefficiencies at the end. Yeah. So So the thing is, is that I wanted to see a bad movie. And it just wasn't bad enough, if that makes sense. Like the, so it starts out with a fucking pretty bitchin'. It's, so the movie is basically heat. Like just imagine yeah, yeah. like, a, like real like poor a, man's heat stuff. Like a LA. real poor, real poor ripoff of heat. It's like heat without any of the tension. Like you're not like really invested in any of the characters or anything, but it's no. basically heat. 
Um, so it starts off just like Heat with an armored car robbery, and uh, and it's fucking badass. You're like, yeah. and it's but it's cheesy. It's like the kind of it's just exactly what you want from a movie yeah. like that. And I'm like, oh my god, this whole movie's gonna be like this. That's this is fucking great. I can't wait. Literally the only action scene until the last scene of the movie. The whole middle of the movie There's is just like this, like <laughs> I don't know. I enjoyed like, it. I enjoyed it in, in with, with so low, such low expectations. I thought yes. it was, I thought it was like an entertaining C plus. It was, it, it was not it, a well written. The end, oof. the end. So there's, there's a twist at the end, and the twist is like so. You're like, oh, like the twist is so uninteresting and then and one yeah. of the somebody has an accent yeah, somebody has a terrible accent somebody who really isn't so is bad. really barely in the acting game and and a, and a ufc fighter shows up just for uh, no reason i don't <laughs> like, even know the ufc fighter. one the one the one character that shows up in the very last scene with the cauliflower ears and the suit oh i didn't even notice U, ufc middleweight former middleweight champion michael bisping is just shows up for but he's but that's the point like who would recognize that guy like why is he there it's just so <laughs> dumb uh and it's like a like gerard butler it's amazing like he's so just good at being terrible like he's he's made yeah. to play those roles and he's like a drunk like shitty cop the shitty like husband strippers yeah but i mean he's a great cop and but he's like a loser and smokes right. a lot of cigarettes and, but it's just like i needed like four more car chases in the middle of that movie like yeah. keep me also it's more than two hours long i expected it to be like 90 minutes wall-to-wall action yeah. lots of people getting shot they skimped on an editor for sure and well, the editor had one job that he did, and that was to. So, Curtis Jackson. Oh yeah, Curtis. Say, Curtis Jackson didn't have too many lines. He he plays a major major role in the movie, but he's <laughs> such a terrible actor. He's just like he, staring at people while they do their lines. It's so he weird. Li- he literally has like four, he's in almost every scene, but he has like four lines yeah. in the whole movie. Every, like it'll be like the five of them are discussing a job, and he just stares at everybody. He's so bad, <laughs> and when and when he talks, you're like, I know that took like twenty takes, and that's just like the best they could do right there. So so bad. Um, you know, like Ziggy's buddy from The Wire, who's that's he's Leo good. Schreiber's. I think he's like, actually a good actor, or like a good. He's, he's good. Yes. Like he's he's a, a charismatic goon kind of guy. Yeah, he no, he was good. He's definitely he's bulked up quite a bit since The Wire. Yeah, he he's, is. He's got more program. Yes, um, he, he he and Gerard Butler like they did their jobs well. It's just whoever wrote the material. It's, <laughs> The last scene used, is just so dumb. cringeworthy. So dumb. Where it's like, <laughs> like basically the movie could have ended. The movie would have been better if they didn't add that twist at the end. Like the movie was basically over and you're and you're like, okay, I'm satisfied. And then they then they show you the twist and you're like, oh, why'd yeah. they do that? Like I, I didn't know. Like the boy, these cops are really stupid because I would have noticed that in one second if I had been <laughs> investigating this case. <laughs> uh I crushed the movie pass business model in January. I looked. Oh yeah, you hit them I, all. I saw nine movies in January. Oh nice, nice. Yeah, we've been doing um, a lot of movies. The movie, the movie Hostels. If you like westerns, I I thought it was pretty good. A little slow, but like oh, I don't even know about this Hostels. Uh, Christian Bale. Oh uh, yeah, the Gone Girl chick. 
Um, oh, Rosamond Pike. Yes. Um, the dude who I look like from uh, Fargo. Jesse Plemons. He's a good actor. Um, yeah, those are all good actors. Uh, there's a couple other character actors. I can't. Oh, you know who? You know who gets a lot of work, and you don't recognize who he is. Uh, Rory Cochran, the guy from Days and Confused. You know the uh, Slater from Days and Confused. Yeah, he's got. Wait, he's got long hair and a backwards hat. In, in yes, that's, yeah. Well, he like got all drug puff- He got all puffy, and he works in like legit movies now. Oh, but he just looks different. He has like a. He has a huge beard, and he's all puffy. But I had seen him in a couple of previous movies, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the kid from Days and Confused." He's he has like like he's in good movies. Oh yeah, but he anyway, looks it's totally just totally different now. Yeah, but they're good. Um, but good actors, and it's the the story is like a guy. Christian Bale is is a guy that is pretty pretty much like an Indian removal guy, like a savage, you know, just. brutalizing guys in front of their children and stuff. He's an awful dude. And then he's tasked with transporting some senior uh, Native American to hit to like Montana. And so he's got to He's got to be, you know, with this guy and his group of people and his group of people. And they've got to make it across territory. And they're saying like Comanches will kill everybody. So they they kind of like even though he hated all native americans like he realized that this guy i don't remember what tribe he was like i need him to help me get through this territory because it's comanches i'll just kill everybody right. so it's it's a you know it's very western pacing I'm and in. stuff but if you yeah. like westerns like and christian bale's a great actor like so that yeah. was a good no one, so. it's good good recommendation yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in okay let's do some email you ready yeah What up, ballers? I've heard on more than one occasion listening to the podcast that Brian checks his phone in the morning while he pisses. That's right. A, why do you do this? And two, (laughs) how do you do it without dropping your phone into piss water? Since you're hashtag hetero, I know you're not sitting down to pee. That's right. So please explain yourself, Alex and Clearwater. Well, thank you for that, Alex. I I thought everybody did this. I get up. Here's my routine. I, my, my phone is my alarm. So, and I think like a, that's a lot of people's routine. So my phone wakes me up yep. and I, un, I unplug it and I stride directly to the bathroom to have a piss and my phone's already in my hand. And I go, I, I stand over the toilet because I stand like a human being, like a human man. Of course. I stand up, I lift the seat, I stand up and I point my dong with my right hand. I point my dong at the bowl and I start to piss and then I... I open my phone and I just see what's going on in the news with my left hand while I'm uh, while I'm relieving myself. I don't. That's my routine. I thought that was everybody's routine. I don't no, know. That's, I, that's I mean, I, I I use the phone to wake up, but it's yeah. quickly involves getting two kids ready. Right, so, I know that routine. So I mean, I piss and then I'm I probably look at my phone for the first time like a half hour later. Yeah. So, but then, then I have a piss and then I set my phone down and I brush my teeth and I get, you know, I do all the things to get ready and then shower, I, you know, shower in the morning. Right. No, I've, I've showered the night before. Oh, no. So I do my shower. Oh, I do my shower. If you, if you followed my Insta stories, you would have seen me in a robe last week discussing that 
I occasionally, and I think I'm with a lot of people, I forget where I am in the shower routine. Does oh, that I ever do happen too. to you, Ed? Yeah, yeah. like like I want to say more than half the time, actually. Yes, yes. See, you. a lot of people identified with that post because they do it too. And I'm like, wait. Have I? Like, and you kind of check your armpits. Like, but is I, there any residual soap in there? Like, yeah, wait, the shampoo. I, I cannot. And like, sometimes I and sometimes I like I'll see like a stray sud on the uh, yes shampoo bottle. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I did. Like, I did wash my hair. Yeah. The problem is because you're on autopilot in the shower, right? Right. Yes. Because it's so early yeah. in the morning, and you're just doing your thing. Or it's in the evening when you're no, getting ready for bed. No, you're tired from no, a long day. Never and that. You're just it's evening. Oh, so you're second shower. shower of the day. Like you did something. So you have to have your second shower. You got, yeah, you got sweaty in a shower. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do I do that. And a lot of people do. A lot of people reach out and they're like, yes. And then a lot of people were like, you waste water, you monster, and all this. But still, that's another reason Like, this, I bring up important stuff. I take in, in my relatively quick showers, but I still forget. It's not the length of, for me. It's just, I just yeah. forget. Yeah, it's like what's yeah, you're staring off into space, you just lose track of everything. Sometimes I shave in there and so I'll like I'll know that I've shaved, but then that throws me off because it's it's something I don't do, I don't shave every day because I don't have to. But so I shave probably every other day, but then it throws off the routine because the shaving isn't the normal shower routine. So I'm like, "Wait, I shaved. Did I wash my hair before I shaved?" Did I wash or did I do, did I shave first? I don't, that throws me off. So anyway, uh, this next email is from one, some, from someone called Ryan in Wichita. <laughs> Ryan, I don't know how long you've been listening to this show. <laughs> I don't know if you. Excuse been, a little scatological. Yeah. I don't know if you have been emboldened by people like John and Fullerton <laughs> That send emails on a certain subject matter, but um, you have, you use the phrase fart box in this email, <laughs> and I think I saw- Pinch a loaf? A, yeah. Oh, God. Um, there's, uh, I see Dookie <laughs> on my screen right now. I, I, the number one, my most hated word, the poop word, is there a whole bunch of times- um, it's all, it's, it gets even grosser. There's clogs and growing <laughs> I don't, tail. I don't, and, I don't, <laughs> I don't have the same issues with you, but I understand where you come from. I will add this for Brian. Yes. I mean, for, for, for Ryan, not Ryan, Brian. Yeah. for Ryan, you might want to check with a doctor once every five days. Seems like a bit much. He's, he's Jason Stewart also has this issue. And I told Jason Stewart that he's probably dying. And he said, he checked with a doctor and the doctor's like, ah, drink some more water, eat some yeah. more fiber. Um, a- anyway, this is, this is not the type of material that I would you eat need. a wheel of cheese. Wait, yes, I five days. I don't need, I'm not interested in helping you with the size of your eliminations. That is just not, that is very uncomfortable <laughs> for me. So I appreciate you reaching out, Ryan in Wichita, but I will not be reading this content on my podcast. Thank you. Next email. Gentlemen, in response to your Texas discussion on this week's episode, you might find this map helpful. And then he's, he sent along, I didn't send it to you, but he sent along this funny map of just like what's, who lives where in Texas. Uh, I saw it on Facebook a couple years ago and it's fairly accurate. I live in the Texas tech and alcoholics region of the state. 
also, and he's he's clarifying something last week because this guy's a lawyer, and we have a lot of professionals that listen to the show, obviously. Of course. And last week we discussed how a judge Buddha, in, te- in Buddha. Remember? Uh, yeah. Buddha, Texas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think somebody else emailed that I don't know how to pronounce anything right in Texas, but he, was it uh, not Buddha? I don't Buddha. I'm not sure. I think he just said I was wrong. Um he we had a judge last week in Texas that instructed the jury that God told him the defendant was. Yeah, innocent. it was like a last minute message from God. <laughs> and she's I was not like, trafficking children. I was like, can't I think a judge can like overturn a jury's decision if he wants? And this guy clar- clarifies. Also, under Texas law, a judge can usurp the role of a jury in two main ways. First, a trial judge can grant a motion for directed verdict. Verdict. Once the state rests its case, if he, she finds the state failed to meet its burden of proof as a matter of law. Second, after the jury returns a guilty verdict, the judge can grant a defense motion for new trial on any number of various grounds. However, the quote, I talk to God and it's cool rationale has never come up in my own practice but i might just try it next time i'm in a pinch love the show keep up the good work and say hi to that stoner fancy that is from chris texan comma good lawyer info, chris. comma drinker very very good information it does, there, chris but Thank it, you. it really doesn't give me any confidence like <laughs> definitely not i mean really like this is technically something they can just do i mean yeah. what's the whole point of the trial I know because no one's no one's going to tell them not to. Like they're they're literally the judge. They're above the law. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's that's why they literally and figuratively. Yes. <laughs> they are above. Unbelievable. Them and Steven um, Seagal. Thank you, everybody, for that for emailing the show. Even you, Ryan in Wichita. And if you would like to reach out, please do. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle dot com is where you can get with us. Ed Daly. Sport. The Super Bowl's coming up. Speaking of that. So much going on. The Super Bowl yeah. is this weekend. I'm, I haven't been invited to any Super Bowl parties, Ed. I'm hosting one. Oh, you are? Just, uh, you know, like four families. Like two, take- two, friends, two friends from each of my kids' parents. Like, like their, yeah. their families. That's Yeah. So I um, – Because I don't give a fuck about who's playing. I really – I can't I decide who I'm going to cheer against. I don't, yeah, I don't care about the game. I don't, I don't really have a, like, I have a big TV, but I'm not sure I got the really right setup to host and I don't feel like hosting. Also, I haven't drank this year yet. Neither have I. That'll be my first, uh, yeah, be my and, first booze of the year. So I'll only, but I'll, I'll only break my drinking fast is if I'm, if I have a reason. So if it's just me home watching the Super Bowl, I will not drink. But if I'm invited to something, then I probably will drink because I just I've only a lot. I just told myself I wouldn't drink in January, and then so then I can break it because that'll be in February. But then I won't unless I have a good reason. Uh, yeah. But I'm also I'm also kind of thinking like I don't even care about the Super Bowl. Like if I didn't watch the Super Bowl, would the world change? Probably not. That said, we will be discussing prior to the Super Bowl the prop. Yeah, we'll do a bets. prop bonanza. Yes, available to you. We like doing this. We will do this on Patreon this weekend. We'll record it Friday night. I'll probably put it up Friday night. And so Friday night, Saturday, and into Sunday, when you're watching all that pregame, you will have, if you're a Patreon subscriber to the show, our thoughts on the different 
proposition bets available to you on the Super Bowl. And it's fun to kind of know those things and play along. I believe Pink, the recording artist Pink, will be singing the national anthem this year. And so the over under she sings something like that. I don't she's she's got a big voice. She is I would put her She's in gonna the, go long on the, the vowels. Yeah, I she's definitely in the Christina Aguilera realm of singers mm-hmm. where she's really has a booming rain voice and and a lot of range. But I don't know if she's really gonna peacock it. You know, she's got that short haircut, she kinda looks like kinda, a boy. Yeah, kinda so I, that's what I'm thinking. She sings like that, right? She's yeah, like I don't. Kinda, I don't. I don't feel like she's really going to style it, but she could. She could trick us. So this is something we're going to have to discuss. Um, so Patreon.com/slash/TheBallerLifestyle. If you are a Patreon subscriber, you will be able to listen to that content there mm. this weekend. Uh, okay, Ed, what is all going right. on in the world of sports? All right, world of sports. We're going to start with the world of gaming, which has somehow become a sport. Are you talking about eSports? Yes, that's right, eSports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in 1982, video game score chaser Todd Rogers supposedly set a world record time of 5.51 seconds in the Atari 2600 racing game Dragster. Now, I guess some nerds set up a computer to simulate the game and deemed that Rogers cheated. Based on the complete body of evidence pre- presented in this Official dispute thread, Twin Galaxies administrative staff has unanimous, unanimously decided to remove all of Todd Rogers' scores, as well as ban him from participating in our competitive leaderboards. The record first came into question last year when Eric Omnigamer Kozel called Rogers' dragster record into question. Uh, by Kozel's account, the fast, fastest achievable time should be 5.57 seconds. And he, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Brian, the question begs to be asked. Do you think anyone associated with this story has ever had consensual sex, or is it all paid for? I mean, how old was this? This was 30 plus Six, years ago. 35 36 years ago. Yeah. And, and, and if they said, like, to show that you had the record, he, he had a, a Polaroid that he submitted to Guinness yeah. like, with the timer on it. Oh, well, but there's, there was no Twitch back then or something that could record, like, I guess you could set up your dad's video camera, that big one that held a full-size VHS tape. Yeah, sure. And it's 40 pounds. Have you ever seen the, um, the gaming documentary, the King of Kong? Loved it. That was one of like so the good. first Netflix movies I ever watched. So I good. Yeah, agree. Yeah. I, that was back when I was getting Netflix DVDs. Yep. Um, so, so good. And clearly the guy with the King Kong or Donkey Kong record, what's his name? He totally bullshitted. There was an edit in the tape. So the whole movie focuses on this guy that's like clearing all the boards of Donkey Kong in his garage. And he has to go to this one, he has to go to this one uh, arcade somewhere in Florida. And he has to like, I think he lives in Michigan or something or Ohio. And he, for some reason he has to trek down and set the record on this one arcade machine. And I mean, it's a pretty sad situation because this is he, the guy's like a teacher and he's got a family and he comes home every day and he plays this Donkey yeah, Kong. He's a machine. real sad sack. I mean, other than being good at this game Donkey Kong, this is not really this guy's got nothing going on. And there's this other guy. Billy he's literally Mitchell. just hanging out in his garage. Right. And he's got a family. He's not just like a guy. 
And this other guy, Billy Mitchell, he's kind of like the bad boy. I mean, the movie plays oh, yeah. he, like he, parody. Yeah, he he like definitely carries himself like a bad boy. Yeah, he's he's the bad boy of the gaming world, and he holds the record on Donkey Kong. And the way you set the record, even in the two thousands, is you made a videotape of yourself passing the you know recording the points that put right. you at the end. And but there can be no edits like it has to be a continuous videotape. And this Billy Mitchell, the guy that held the record, he fuck his record breaking tape clearly had an edit in the tape. And but he was such a bully in the game world of Donkey Kong. And that, that world the, is easy to bully. Yes, because it's a bunch of nerds. And they're like, yeah, well, it's Billy. You know, he set the record. And I think the other guy, he like, he's almost there. And the game like takes a shit or something. Like there's some shenanigans where the actual yeah. machine <laughs> breaks down or freezes up or something <laughs> right as he's about to surpass Billy Mitchell. Um, huge bummer. But it, it reminds me of that. Like there's these worlds that exist. But this guy, he set this record in 1982 and all and now somebody's gone back and looked at the tape. Like, is is somebody going to dig up um, Walter Hudson and like throw him on the (laughs) get those motorcycle twins cattle scale? Yeah. It's out. No, he actually I keep referring to these guys. I should know their names. No. Yeah. The Yeah. Find out the the motorcycle, the scooter twins. And uh, what about the what about the world's tallest man, Robert Wadlow? Wadlow, like, yeah, may, yeah, yeah. Maybe and remember the one like, with the crazy fingernails? That was a oh, weird yes, record. Yes, like we we need they're all Indian. It get all curly. It was we gross. need we need to go back and remeasure. Like it's like once you set a record, like that's it. We don't need to be going back and checking again. Like that's it's in the books. Like the Polaroid was enough back then. It's enough now. Give the guy his record in, oh at the twenty six. I saw a screenshot of. Uh, a screenshot of that dragster game, and it's as bad. I mean, it's it's a 1982 drag racing Atari game. Yeah. Like, it's the worst looking thing you've ever seen. I'm I'm pretty sure I had the 2600, and but I don't recall. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I didn't have this game. Looks terrible. Yeah, it just, you just goes straight. So yes. what? You so just like push five the button, seconds. You just hold the button down. <laughs> you just could push the button faster. Yeah, you just uh, yeah. Oh, right. I've got I've got or, some good info on the motorcycling McCrary twins. Oh yeah, go go for it. Uh, we got Billy Billy McCrary. This is circa 1968. So when we were looking at the Guinness records when we were kids, they weren't current. I don't I don't think. Yeah. Uh, Billy McCrary. Was the uh, the Svelte brother at seven hundred and eighty four pounds? Whoa, twenty two really? years old. Yep. How could they be outside? <laughs> I don't know. They'd be homebound. Yeah, seven hundred eighty four pounds, and Big Brother Benny McCrary, eight hundred fourteen pounds. Both twenty two years old. As the world traveling wrestlers, they altered their name because Japanese announcers had trouble pronouncing McCrary. Oh, oh they were no. <laughs> they were wrestlers. Oh wait, no. All right, so, but Billy, yeah, the the lighter brother. I mean, the one who was in pretty good shape. Uh, he he died it's... at the age of thirty two. 
pretty good shape. He was 700. And he was like, because he was under. The one who worked pounds. out. The one yeah. who worked out. The, out one, the one, one that watched his diet. By the way, when both of them were 10, they were each 200 pounds. By 16, they were each 600 pounds. Holy shit. Now, Billy dies at 32, 13 days after a bad mini bike wreck. So, like, he died as he lived. He died as he lived. Benny, on the other hand, lived another, the, the big guy, he lived another 22 years. At the age of 54, he died from what you would expect, heart failure. Right, right. But still, it's a they good were, run at 800 pounds. You think of how hard that heart, because your heart only has so many beats in it. And uh, this yeah. fucking thing had to be beating quadruple time at least to sure. support 800 pounds. Oh my god, I love looking at these guys. Oh yeah, yeah, they show them they show them wrestling together. This is oh, they're both sitting on a dude wrestling. Guys withstanding over 1300 pounds in this picture. This is pretty good. I'm going to send you the link. It's it's beautiful. I'll check it out. I was I was watching somebody's Insta story and it was, it was like a comedian. It was at a comedy club and he's like, "Hey, how much do you think this guy weighs?" And he's like, "Shows a guy." And the guy's like, "I'm 5'8." And the guy was clearly over 300 pounds. And it was like like all these people in the room were guessing and one was a chick and she's like, "I don't know, like 170." <laughs> I was like, I mean, I wish I could live in that world where I just literally had no idea what anything weighed. Like, the guy, the guy was so fat. She's like, one, like, 170 is like the fittest guy you're going to look at any day of the week. And she's like, uh, 170? Uh, uh, if yeah. anyone is in Hendersonville, North Carolina, have I got a tourist attraction for you. Their gravestone, 13 feet wide. And it's got the little motorcycles on their headstone. It says "World oh. Lord, World's Largest Twins." I mean, they really worth I mean, visiting. Yeah, it seems like maybe that's what I should do with for uh, with the kids this summer. Yeah, Go down to Hendersonville. Hundred percent. Make make the trek. Uh, okay. Speaking of people that are looking to set records, yes. what is going on in the cricket world in Perth? In Perth, Western Australia. Yeah, fancies. Neck yes. of the woods. We're also During hometown oh, of the great Bon Scott from ACDC. And also, what's his name? Heath Ledger, right? Heath Ledger, also from Perth. You know who else is from Perth? Oh. The gorgeous Isla Fisher. Oh, big fan. Okay, <laughs> so the women live there, the men, not so much. No, exactly, exactly. Uh, what, what's happening in Perth? Right okay, now. so during the first international cricket match at Perth's new stadium, a naked man jumped the fence and got in about a minute of big grin, jubilant streaking before getting clotheslined by security. And I watched a video. The dude is just working these security guards over. Yeah. They cannot catch him, and they finally just it, stops. They say it, get clotheslined. He was he was standing still when they got him. Is it the same guy that does it at Wimbledon? There's like one. There's like one relatively famous yes. streaker out there. I mean, I don't know if he went all the way to Perth. It sounds like no. He, here's his quote: yeah. "I sat there for a long time. I was looking at every security guard and the path I was going to take, and I was just thinking, I really don't want to do this anymore." The streaker said, "But peer pressure won. When the time was ripe and the clothes came off, there was no turning back. Go for it." Wearing nothing but his girlfriend's number written on his arm so he could call her from lockup. Uh, for his efforts, Ben Jenkins was banned for three years and fined $5,000. To help pay for it, 
Jenkins set up a GoFundMe page, and within 24 hours, he had made a hundred dollar profit. He had raised fifty one hundred dollars. <laughs> so good. So, so, so Brian, why do people still oppose one of life's great treasures, streakers? Streaking is great. I feel I like we love streakers. We need a we need a resurgence in streaking. Also, being banned from cricket for three years, so yeah. you, that's one. Who's match. losing here? Yeah, it's yeah. like wait. Oh, I'm gonna miss okay, a match. One match. Yeah, I'll be I'll be able to see the following match after that because I will say, as boring as it sounds and everything, yeah. I went to one. They 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 also have like speed matches where you essentially oh, yeah. you can just do like an inning. Like oh, everybody gets yeah. a no, line. And uh, it's like watching Home Run Derby. So it's a good, like, drinking yeah. event. You just show up, watch guys try to slug it, and that's it. Yeah, it's um, kind of like it's kind of like those top golf things. Like, you don't want to go play a round of golf, but you still want to get drunk with your buddies. So you yeah. go and you just hit – you just go to a driving range that right. keeps track of your score. Sure. Like, that's – I'd be into that. Uh, yeah, bring back streaking. You know, my – And I hate how the TV cameras turn away. Like, we don't want to encourage this. It's like – Come on. This is a no, fun part of the game. And it's also fun when sometimes the athletes fuck these guys up. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, what's his name? Kevin Harlan, who's a great yes. football and basketball announcer. He got popular for describing because they, they turn the camera away. And he, a couple of his descriptions of the of the on-field interlude yeah, really running went down the it. field went viral because they were so funny. And it's like, we don't want to encourage these guys, but they're just drunks. Like, they know they're not getting on TV. They're just doing it for the crowd at the stadium. So, like, give us some of the benefit. The problem is, is that you get these fucking douches like Joe Buck, where they're just, like, too good for it. Like, I'm too, like, uh, I'm going to talk down about this guy that's having a good time out there on the field running around naked. Like, also in the age of terrorism, you know, it is a little bit scary Mm. to run around on the field. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but if they're naked, you don't have to worry about the terror aspect. You know, Rick Monday, he's a Dodger Dodger outfielder. He is a Dodger announcer when he's playing for the Cubs at Dodger Stadium. Some couple of hippies, it was during Vietnam, a couple of hippies ran on the field and they tried to lighten an American flag on fire. And he ran, he ran over and he pulled, he's playing center and he ran over and he pulled the flag away and there's like a picture of it. And this fucking guy has gotten more mileage out of rescuing that flag. Like it gets brought up. Yeah. It gets brought up every year on the day. I think it was in April and on the day it happens, it's it's a whole thing all the time. And he's got to talk about how he still has the flag and it's framed and it's enough, dude. Okay. We get it. We know what happened. Good for you. It's it's time. It's time to retire that story. Uh, okay, what else is going on, Ed? Um, well, now we'll move over to the Super Bowl. Leading up to this week's big game, Boston Sports Radio host Alex Reamer of WEEI got an exclusive interview with Tom Brady to discuss Brady's crazy Tom versus Time documentary about his magic water and pajamas. Didn't, didn't know about this. No, no. It yeah. sounds terrible. Yeah. Awesome. Um. Well, Reamer was smart enough as the the Boston sports radio guy. He was smart enough to point out that in the first scene, he called Brady's five-year-old daughter. He said she was being an annoying little pissant during the film's opening scene. Now, Brady immediately cut the interview and is reevaluating whether or not to return to the show. Now, Brian, 
Much like the Super Bowl, this puts us all in the tough position of having to choose between two unlikable sides. Some shithead Boston sports radio host or Tom Brady? Yeah, Boston player or Boston fans. I would choose Boston player, but Tom Brady is such a douche. He's such a douche, but at the same time, if somebody insulted my kid, I'd be like, even though it's not like saying your daughter's ugly, he's still saying like, oh, you're annoying daughter. Like, fuck off. Like. it's You're- real. It's really gross. It's really gross that this is what passes for entertainment on sports radio places. And I didn't. I didn't hear the guy that said the thing. But of course, he should be fired. But the I did hear Tom. You know, Tom does like his his show or whatever where he comes on a, a show every week and talks about the game or whatever. He comes on a show on that state on that same station every week. Okay. Um, and talks to the host and I heard him come on this week and he's like, Hey, you know what? I, uh, you know, I heard about what happened and you should have heard these two guys just straight up, like zip, undoing the zipper. And it was two hosts. And one guy's like, here, you, you get the balls and I'll just, yeah. let, let me get the I'll shot. work the taint. And there were, they were just sucking this guy's dick. So just, Thoroughly, you could just, there was so much slobber coming out. And it was just like so gross all the way around. Cause he could have easily just said, Hey, heard about that thing, not coming on, fuck off. But he kind of had to go on and make a thing of it because he loves drama and he loves attention. Um, that said, I mean, you 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 are, you're working, you're working as a Boston. It's one thing if you're a Pittsburgh area. Uh, talk show host and you're like trying to you know yeah make a joke at the you know rival type player he, but like Tom Brady is the best thing like yes. aside from Larry Bird he's the guy in Boston sports history if if you work at a station and they do commercials for Subaru you can't say you drive a Ford. You just can't. It's that's just the way it works. If Tom Brady comes on your radio station, you can't call his five-year-old kid a name. Like you're a fucking idiot. It's really dumb. Very dumb. Um. So I I side with Tom Brady here. One of the yeah. I sadly side with Tom Brady. Yeah. That and being said, doing, I hope he breaks his leg he, first he's, first play of the game. He's faking that thing on his hand, right? The stitches. I think there's yeah. some controversy about that. Like, yeah. this, it could be a Kurt Schilling situation. Yeah, well, those Boston athletes are known to fake their they do injuries. That. They do that. Uh, okay, what else? Okay, Kansas University police were called to the men's basketball dorm because a man reportedly stopped by several times trying to give uh, free-throw shooting advice to Udoka Azabike, who's made fewer than 40% of his free throws this year and missed six in the final three and a half minutes in a loss to Oklahoma. Now, Brian, can you imagine anything scarier than running into a grown man who's enthusiastic about free throws? What's, how come no one can make free throws anymore? You know who's enthusiastic about him is Rick Barry. He's very enthusiastic. He's, Rick Barry shot him underhand. And, and uh, what's his career- name? Who's a uh, t- tipping point guy who's... Who's the famous Malcolm Gladwell. Gladwell had the podcast about Barry, and and nobody thinks it's cool to shoot like Rick Barry, but Rick yeah. Barry. It was like a whole podcast I listened to about it. It's like, all right, we get it. Rick Barry, free throws, got it. Rick. So Rick Barry, he shot him underhand, and he's like the his guru of it. What was, what was his what was his um, lifetime free throw percentage? Do you want to know? 
Uh, it was like 94 or some 92. Uh, you do that. You do that thing where you guess too high. <laughs> yeah. you got it. I so priced it right. <laughs> priced yeah, it now, right. now I look stupid saying 89.3. Oh, that's still pretty good. But I Mark think Price was the guy. When we I was going to say Mark Price was pretty close to that. And uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf and those guys just shot him overhand. Um, his son, you know, he's had a second family because he's 73. Sure, and Canyon. His, yeah, his son Canyon, I believe, University of Florida. I think he trans. Yeah, he was at like a directional Carolina kind of school, coastal yeah. Carolina or something. Then he went to uh, Florida last year. Yeah, so I believe he's shooting them underhand because if you've ever heard Rick Barry interviewed, he's a real prick. So if he's your dad and he's telling you to shoot him underhand, you're shooting him underhand. And uh, and I think he's making them at a pretty high clip himself doing underhand. But somebody's like. Free throw shooting in general is just terrible across the board. Like there's, it used to be like everybody that came to the line was like 75% or better. And now as you see a lot of guys in the 50, 60% range. It's a, it's an unguarded 15 footer. The weird thing is I, I remember, um, I remember reading Amari Stoudemire's rookie year. I remember reading this long feature about, this is a guy that had no family and what's what's going to happen to him when he is now making millions of dollars a year. And they just yeah. like followed him around to see what a, like a basketball player, what is he going to do with his life? And these guys can't practice. They're playing 82 games a year. So pretty much when they show up for basketball practice, they made it seem like pretty much all they do is shoot free throws. And they talk about like some things they want to do. Yeah. But they should be better because that's all they do. They just yeah. shoot free throws. They shoot a thousand. Yeah, because they play a game every day, so it's not right. Like they so they're can not going to like run around. They'll just no. yeah watch but, you know watch the the ball screens here, but then overall just shoot around until coach is ready to talk to you. Yeah, they're not uh, they're not running the three man weave right. No. And also, those guys are such like you hear stories about Stefan. What's Marbury? his name? Steph Curry. Okay. Showing up for practice. And like shooting shots off one foot for 45 minutes and not, and not missing. Like these guys are so much better unguarded with no pressure on them than they are in the game that it's ridiculous that they can just shoot and shoot and shoot all day long and never miss a shot. And yet guys just stand there at the line and miss a Canyon Barry update. He's now he's professional. He's playing in the Finnish league for Salon, the Salon Vilpas Vikings of the Finnish league. Um, Don't you feel like in the Finnish league, every team is named the Vikings? Like every Scandinavian team is the Vikings. Oh, we're the Vikings too. We're the Rough Riders in Canada. He was was on the Knicks summer league team. No, um, no update on his free throw percentage, but you can assume he is still shooting them underhand. It's, Uh, it's yes. so heartbreaking when you say the summer league. I just know from following Maryland basketball, like all these guys think they, they got their shot because they're on yeah. the summer league. Yeah. But they just have to fill rosters in the summer league. Like it's not like uh, no. Curry or Porzingis or any of these guys or LeBron play in the summer league. So they just need bodies. So they get these guys right out of college and they all think this is it. This is my shot, and no, it's it's the shot for like maybe one out of every two teams. Yeah, yeah, they might see a guy, maybe like one guy in the league that you didn't know might right. make a team. Right. 
Um, speaking of guys that are yoked, what is going on with Brett Favre? Like, how much testosterone is this guy? Mm-hmm. Well, Wrangler Gene spokesman Brett, Brett Favre was recently sued by Calais Capital Management for $16 million. Favre and some business guys convinced Calais to, to invest in their new social network called SCORE, S-Q-O-R, which is described in the docs as a system to connect fans with their favorite athletes. Oh, no, that's a great candy bar. It's toffee. It's got <laughs> it's to, it's like hard toffee with milk chocolate around it. It's pretty yummy. Brian, who's the dumbest member of the story? Favre and his partners for naming it Score with yeah, a Q, that. That. or Calais for investing in a product that has already been invented called Twitter. I love that we live we, we live in the age where people got to Google your shit. So yeah. you got to you have to make it a word that is just so easy to spell. And like I get gotta, I get that like these these trolls will buy every word in the English language. But if you have these millions of dollars going around, like you can you can buy a name that that actually means something. You know, I got to yeah. think for like 10 grand. Oh yeah. It's not like remember the early days of the internet where like food.com they're like pets.com 70 million dollars like right people jumped on that i'm i can never be one of these guys that like bought bitcoin when it was two cents for a bitcoin or uh porn.com was for sale for 12 dollars like it just people jumped on that they got it and uh now brett Favre's got his own social network they (laughs) should make a they should make a movie where he's like, you know what's cool? You know what's cool? A million dollars. You know what's even cooler? A billion dollars. Score. The, the, the Brett Favre social network. <laughs> you, you know what's cool? A million dollars. You know what's cool? My fucking tractor. Check it out. Like, this, I feel like there's a movie there, the Brett Favre social network. Can we put that together? <laughs> that would be great. Um, and then also, uh, he would wear his Wrangler jeans and then unbutton them. And then take a picture and send it to an intern. Oh yeah, you know what's you know what's weird is that Brett Favre, for his age, is a pretty impressive looking guy. Like sure, all over. It's just the one. There's just one spot where he doesn't really measure up. Like that's just the only spot. There's only one place on him that wouldn't look good in a picture, and yet that's the one that he chose to show to Jen Sturger. Get his flip phone out and snap a picture of. Uh, okay, Ed. It That's is a lot of sports. So much sports, but there was so much good stuff happening in sports. But really, this show is also about what's happening outside of the world of sports. Mm-hmm. The real world, as I like to call it. The world of celebrity news, gossip, pop culture. Like, what's... What's going on with the Kardashians? Mm. All of the above. I just had to fix somebody's microphone. Excuse me. Uh, Joining us now is everybody's favorite pop culture correspondent. Her hoop earring has fallen out of her ear because she put on her headphones. It's stuck in her sweater. There's a whole thing going on here, but she is here. Thank God. Of course, I am talking about Fancy Sauce. How are you doing, Fancy? I'm coming 
don't like what's going on with the I'm having mic stand. I'm having a couple of okay, issues. what's what do you want it to do? It needs to like face like more that way. It's like this, and it needs to go like that. You want it lean towards you, but you talk into the front part, not okay, the top fine. part. We're gonna do it like Just this. pull the whole thing closer. Okay. There we go. It's our first time. Hi, everybody. We've only done 205 of these. <laughs> uh, okay, Kate, how are you? Let's let's read hey, some Kate. email before Hi, we. Hi, Ed. Ed. Um, before we get into okay. the pop culture yeah. segment, there are some emails. This is a topic that came up last week that has really resonated mm. throughout the baller lifestyle universe. Ballers and Kate, hashtag all episodes, hashtag current episode, hashtag Friday facts. Have you listened to the update on Dirty John? Very interesting. I have not. I didn't. I saw they did a live show at the Ace Hotel in downtown LA and I didn't listen. I- I listened did to you, part of listen? it today. I don't. I don't feel like there's. There's not going to be any new information there, right? No, I mean, it sucked. It's like that, it, that they're talking bad. to like legal people on like what is allowed, and I don't. I don't. It was. It sucked, but I. I did enjoy the first question from the audience was like, "Hey, how does this relate to Orange County and Orange County people? They fucking love you guys. Love your counties." Well, that's, the first yeah. question is about Orange County. <laughs> Guys like, well, it's a very diverse county and blah blah blah. County, 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 county. Yeah. Fuck. That's right. Fuck I live. with the county yeah. bullshit. I live. I live in Orange County, and so does she. Right. Uh, okay. He continues. Also, I worked in Australia in 2000 and can verify that Aussie men treat their women like shit. <laughs> so my pickup wow. line was, "I'm Canadian. Trust me, it worked." Would love to hear Kate's opinion on Australian chivalry. Doug, the Canadian living in Houston. Thank you for that, Doug. Kate, what is your what is your assessment? There, the, um, Aussie men do sort of get the rap as yeah. it is a patriarchal society. They're very macho. Has that been your experience? It has not been my experience, but my dating experience in Australia is pretty limited because I did um fly Move away the coop young yeah at about 19 so you haven't dated many Aussie no, and like, dudes and I, the ones you dated were okay yeah and same Good with guys. a lot of my friends but i'm sure that there are a lot of people a lot of guys out there that i mean i that's what i hear that are fairly misogynistic from like mostly guys from the wrong side of the river like mm. sam worthington <laughs> no um yeah i mean i think that there's plenty of misogynistic yes. males in all cultures down under. Yeah. Uh, okay. Interesting. Uh, uh, continuing. Someone else. Living in Melbourne in the early 90s. I can clear up the whole Aussie girls gunning for Americans myth. When in the suburbs. Oh, I, I can also clear that up. Because it's not a myth. It's true. When in the suburbs, the girls loved all things American. But venture into the cities, they're as America-hating as chicks in San Francisco or New York City. Easy solution. Bring a Toronto Blue Jays hat. Fun fact. Black men absolutely clean up in Oz. Hitch your wagon to them and happily accept the fallout. That is from Douchebag Kevin. P.S. Aussies throw prawns on the Barbie, not shrimp, of course. Yeah, we, we don't call them we shrimp. We have to know that. So a, a lot of fallout. They don't regarding... say shrimp on the Barbie? No, they call them prawns. Prawns. Yeah. So where did shrimp on a Barbie come from? It's from that Paul Hogan commercial for the Australian tourism. Yeah. 
I've always called them prawns. Yeah. What? I think, Crocodile that, Dundee steered us wrong? Yeah, because that's commercials for the American market. So he's like, he didn't say throw some prawns on the Barbie. Or he said, we'll put another shrimp on the Barbie. No mm. prawns. Uh, Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening stateside in Fancy Pop? I'm just checking my Twitter mentions quickly. Oh, is that well, related this, to this podcast somehow? This Toby guy. Hey, Toby. Oh, he's Sit. the one that wants you to read the Declaration of Independence. He's hit me up again. Yeah, you should do it. <laughs> we should interview why he wants a he's, recording. No, he's emailed about he it. Said, he just really likes that document. Toby has and he said, likes Kate's voice. Come on, dot, dot, dot. You can't find 10 minutes? Yeah. Send me an invoice. No, we'll do it this weekend. Okay. This we'll is, do, this well, is what is he on? offering? This we'll has do it. Been going on for we'll a long do it this time. weekend. I think he offered I will, me fifty get, bucks. Yeah, he get, offered. Show me bucks. an offer. Uh, fifty bucks. I'll do yeah. it in Deb voice for fifty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah. That could. There's. I'm sure there's somebody that's into that too. Um, okay, Kate. What else is going on in the world of pop culture outside of your Twitter mentions? Um, did you guys watch the Grammys? Oh, I know no. you did, Brian. Well, kind it, of. I mean, it was on. So there was like one of the popular memes. Um, of the night was um, Jay-Z and Beyonce's um, daughter, Blue Ivy, was yes. there, seated between did, them. Did did a Boston radio host call her a name? And no. Were no. oh. people making that. fun of a daughter? So, yeah. it's so, so there was one point where the parents were clapping and the daughter um, like shushes them. She turns to them and she does this hand motion. Yeah. Like, Stop clapping. It's both of you. Because they re- they repeat behavior that they've seen, and, and she's she gets the internet sometimes. went crazy, yeah. and there was all this like Blue Ivy's a queen, and oh my god, this is so great, and yeah. oh this is the best How thing on the she? internet. She's like five or five. something, yeah. and people Jesus. were just going on and on and on and on and on about it. And all I could think of when I watched it was like, what a fucking obnoxious fucking brat. No, no. they they imitate like they don't. She gets shushed probably when she makes too much noise, right. and she was just doing what she's seen people maybe, do. Would maybe would be my guess. I don't know. I don't We're know. We're talking about a five-year-old, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, five-year-olds can be all over the map at yeah. any given time. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't I don't, think I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't think it was adorable. That's all. I did see. I don't really care about the Grammys, but I did see like Bruno Mars won all the awards, and Bruno Mars is not for me. I, um, but I thought I, he was like huge a couple years ago. I didn't know he had something big this year. He did in something else big year, in the last year, and he won all album. these awards. And like that Uptown Funk was like three years ago or something. Yeah, that was huge. I think that might have just been a sing. I don't know, but he had an album and it mm-hmm. had hits. Gold. And yeah, and he won a lot of awards. And I don't like his music isn't for me, but he's definitely a talented guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I saw like all sorts of people were like ripping him. Oh, why? I because they don't like his music or whatever. But I don't like he really makes the music. He writes the songs. He's fucking got a badass band. A lot of haters and out there. It's kind of like disco-y and derivative, but whatever. It makes people happy. It makes people dance. And I don't know. Yeah. Like give, give him a break. Well, the whole the Bowl. whole got thing a is hot ass girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, I the whole this. thing is of of comparing. Genres like he won like yes. album of the year, so you're right. comparing all genres. Like it's it's just weird that people are going to be angry. I mean, 
Who's he competing with? It's, he's competing know, it's with like Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick those are, Lamar. Those are yeah. two different things. Jay Z. I feel like they might have split the. The vote album there. of the year is such a weird thing yeah, to me because Jay-Z's it is it is like all yeah. these different genres that are so like um, not comparable. Remember, I can't remember. I, I don't know. I can't remember a few years ago. Like somebody somebody had a really big album and it was expected to win everything, and mm. then Beck. Beck, who is a fucking genius, yeah, he's really won an award, but it was like not a more celebrated Beck album at the time. And everybody's all mad. And it's just like, what? It's just, it's a popularity contest. Like people. How about you know, when Death Row Tell won the first ever medal award? That's right. right? Yeah. Metallica. Like 19, over, over like Enter Sandman or something. Yeah. And Justice for All. They, and Metallica played on the show. So Lord, um, who was oh, yes. she was nominated for album of the year. She was the only album of the year nominee, I think, who wasn't invited to do a performance. And so she was uh, I, right. I think she was so pissed about it was that. my understanding that she was uh, not invited to perform like alone mm. was the thing. And all the other ones got to perform alone. But I saw Bruno Mars performed with Cardi B. Mm. So that wasn't alone. So she was just being precious. Yeah. I, uh, I yeah. you know, I didn't watch, but not. one, but I was real. I really regretted it when I realized that James Corden hosted it because I oh, missed out on a God. night of comedy. He's you he really did add. He's, so he's not gay. Apparently not. What? Yeah. Do you know yeah. what? Karaoke guy. Yeah, that's yeah. why he got asked yeah. to host, right? Because he does that carpool karaoke well, also, segment on his show, on, and so that makes him like he's on CBS, and so were the Grammys. Oh, well, there you go. All right, let's move on to uh, the week, the news this week. The oh, weekend yeah, let's, news. Yeah, let's get to the news. I'm going to start. Go. I'm going to get my sad story out of the way. Uh-oh. Glee uh, star Mark Salling was found dead this morning, early this who? morning. Yeah. He, he, um, Glee star Mark Salling, who was, um, he was, uh, um, he, ple- he, ple- he pleaded yeah. guilty of charges to a possession of child pornography. And so he was facing four to seven years in prison. Um, with 20 years supervised release. Um, and I think he was also ordered to pay $50,000 in restitution to each of the victims who requested it. And um, I think there was like over 5,000 pieces of child porn. And he had to pay 50,000 50, oh, 50, to each of the 5,000? Yes. Like if you yeah. could come forward wanted, and say, you, I'm one of those exactly. pictures. So yeah. he, um, you, gotta, you owe me 50 grand. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a sad, it's a sad story all the way around. It's sad that he yeah. was a, a pedophile. It's sad that um, pedophiles can't get help or He's, don't get help. He, or uh, yeah. he was an aspiring but pedophile. I, right. But I've, I've seen Oz. He yeah. definitely made the right choice. You don't want to go to prison. Yeah. No. So he, he hung himself and was found, his body was found in, yeah. um, in, in a neighborhood the of LA. The thing this is, morning, is that it's, this is a cyclical thing. And he had this compulsion probably because somebody, somebody did I, something to him when he it, was young. That's and what makes That's how these people sad. are made. I don't mm-hmm. think you're just born with this no. sort of issue. Um, R.I.P.? So, yeah, sure. Look, he, I mean... <laughs> I think uh, we're just going to hold off on yeah, it. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky... It's a, rest. It's a, I'm going to just a, rest. Yeah. It's a tricky situation. Yeah. For sure. Yes. It's a, it's sad. Um, all right. So, uh-huh. uh, news and sexual harassment this week is oh. that... It's well, is been there revi- more of that? It's been revealed that Wonder Years star Fred Savage was accused of sexually harassing his this. costume designer when I, he was 16. Him and Hervey. Oh, I didn't remember this. I mean, maybe oh, it yeah. hasn't been revealed, but it's right. come up again. No, Ed remembers. So I actually 90- remember the story. 
So he was 16 years old. Yeah. And apparently he sexually harassed Monique Long um, in 1993, the costume designer, and she filed a lawsuit. So the show at the end of the sixth season ended ended and it did not return for a um, seventh season. She alleged, Monique Long alleged she couldn't do her job and was fired because Savage, who was 16 at the time, asked to hold her hand told her he wanted to have an affair and made repeated sexual comments. Oh, that's horny, not even that bad. Tiny little He's I mean, 16. I, tiny I little was, horny I, I, I consider myself to be a Fred non-harassy kind of guy. Yeah. But 16-year-old me, oh, I yeah. was trying to fuck that Spanish teacher of mine. I, like, and I, you're the star, he was the star of the show. He was the yes. star. I, I get it. I get it. Do, do Still I? Still disappointed. She didn't take any of my cues. I really thought I, I, know. I was really that putting sucks. it out there. I want that for you. I never had any hot teachers that I for sure would have tried oh, to fuck on. Um, I'm sorry. My re- my research isn't very thorough, but it doesn't say how old this costume designer was. She was an time. adult. But, um, he was 16. Right. She but was he was 16. Adult. It's kind of weird to file a lawsuit, yeah. a sexual harassment lawsuit against a child. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, wouldn't you just flick him away? Like, get out of here, kid. Kind of weird. Yeah. Because yeah. he's still, like, he's the star of the show, but he's still a kid. So you just go, right. get, hey, get, yeah. flick. Go, and also, go hang her, out with Paul. Her, and it's also Hervey's not like, like 5'1". She, he's the star of the right. show, but she he, she doesn't work for him. No. Harvey yeah. stole Pee Wee's bike. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to be non-supportive of no. women in the workplace, but this one I'm just like, what? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, you think she just wanted? I mean, the story. I remember the story when it came out, though. This wasn't yeah. like part of the Me Too. This was like at the time it came out. I I want to know if I have a claim against Fred Savage for um, leering at me during a game of pick, pickup <laughs> oh, basketball. Yeah. Oops. For like half an hour, <laughs> just standing there in his Princeton sweatshirt and jeans at the side of the game. Yeah. And it was, and it was like eighty-five degrees. Why? Why was he in such warm clothing? I don't know. Now you know how Monique Long feels. Well, right? Yeah. Well, I was, maybe I should yeah. file against Bon Jovi. He was watching me when I was sixteen play football. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What was he doing? I was wearing tight pants. Weird. Uh, yeah. Okay. What else, Kate? Do you guys know who Bella Thorne is? Actress Bella Thorne. Oh, I yes, I do. I, I follow her on Instagram now. You do? Yeah. Well, ever since the story. No, because what is she put, uh, what's what's she famous for? I've heard the name. So predictable. She's in. I think she's in Twilight or something. I don't know what she's in. She's at Sun. She's at. She had a movie at Sundance. Um, she was like a Disney. Oh, I think she's a Disney. She's. Show a, oh, I can hear Ed typing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she she's dates, like she's she dates, she's dirty hot. She dates which is white like kind of hippie looking rapper. Yeah. Um, Mod Sun. Yeah. Ed, you should also. Mod Son. I don't know about Mod Son. We've talked about this. I think they ran out of nicknames because these are shit names. Yeah, agreed. I don't know if hippie's the right description for him. She looks pretty. He's got long hair. I don't know how to describe. Oh my god, she was born in 1997. Yeah, she's 20. She's young. He's older. Um. So anyhow, so she blew him up on social media. She She blew him up. She blew up uh-huh. his spot uh-huh. on social media um, by a Snapchat. She she found out um, he had a bunch of Badu, which is a dating app. He had a bunch of those notifications on his home screen. Yeah, who has notifications? She I didn't know. No, I have no notifications turned she on. She didn't for any know app. that he had dating apps installed and was currently using them. 
So she took a screenshot of that and snapped it, Snapchatted it. And then she also posted a um, sort of topless picture of herself showing a lot of so slutty. side boob, very slutty picture, yes, I, um, I think, in this is This is how young she is. She played a little kid on Entourage. <laughs> yeah. she's. I mean, she was a little kid like a few years ago. Um, so things aren't going well for them. But, I, um, it's always funny when celebrities go a little postal I, um, with their relationships on. on it's the great. Social I love that she put them on Front Street it's for good. having that. But uh-huh. they're they're still together apparently. And uh, I will say this: I'll, I don't think she's got Radikowski like staying power. So I don't think she's going to be in my Instagram follows for very long. Mm. But she's she's in them for now. Yeah. Uh, okay. What else, Kate? Okay, um, we've got some celebrity dating uh, news. I know oh, that I you love guys this. are both I love this. big uh, Chris Martin of Coldplay fans. Huge, huge fan. Um, Biggest, so especially the tape on his fingers. Yes. He They're all for a cause. Yeah. He's like, this is for fair trade, and this is for <laughs> Haiti, and this one's for Ethiopia. And some fingers have two tapes on them. He's like Uncle Billy from uh, It's a Wonderful Life. You know? And he has a lot of those rubber um, cause bracelets. Yes, and he's got those too. Yes, he's got like he's got the stacked. Live Strong and the Love. Live Long and Diabetes and Autism. Mm-hmm. He's fucking got all the causes. So he has right. been dating. What would for Jesus f- do? Has he got one of those? I'm sure. He's yes. been for a few months. Has been dating Dakota Johnson of the Fifty Shades movies. Um, daughter yeah, of yeah. Dakota. Uh, sorry, da- daughter of Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith. Right. Don Johnson uh, apparently. Met. I've said this before. Met attractive yes but, but considering the the parents you would yes. think like spectacular and but, just she's just attractive she's I mean, attractive don, don johnson is beautiful so beautiful and supposedly just has I think she's a pretty meat she's pretty hammer on him just a hog to end all hogs and it's like how why should someone get all the blessings Right. So, Talent. He did that great song, Heartbreak, Heartbeat. Yeah. With uh, Paul Schaefer. So she takes her clothes off. So, so his daughter, oh, yeah. t- his daughter right. takes all her clothes off in these Fifty Shades movies. Yeah. And if you're wondering if that's awkward for Don, he's promised never to watch oh, any of good. those movies. Yeah. That would be, I think that would that's, be a that's so, prudent move. So yeah. it's been, so Don Johnson met Chris Martin, I think, over the weekend. It's been reported. Also being reported recently that there's got to be a big age difference, right? Chris Martin's but, older, right? Yeah. I think it's twelve years. Chris would like Dakota to meet his ex-wife Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, Gwyneth forty-five oh, has I bet revealed that's Gwyneth's idea. She sees her former spouse as a brother-like figure oh because they've remained they close steam their friends vaginas together. since their oh un- since their conscious uncoupling in two thousand and fourteen. She never, it, Gwyneth never isn't the worst. Like everything <laughs> she does is just a little bit worse than something. Chris she did was before. previously linked to actress Annabelle Wallace, who is banging, just super hot, gorgeous. She's so I'm Peaky, not sure what she's on Peaky Blinders, two, but it seems like they're dumb. Okay. Oh, keep Googling. More Googling. I can hear that. Yep. Annabelle Wallace. Oh, bingo. There yeah, we like go. Who, she's um, Irish. First she's born in 84. That, that, first, that's, that's more palatable. Yeah. First came to Brian and my attention because she was in um, Gary Doberman, friend of the podcast oh, yes. movie, Annabelle. Annabelle. Not Annabelle 2, the first Annabelle. She, yes. She was the mother in Annabelle. That's I forgot right. about that. Yeah. Yes. Big fan. Uh, okay. What else, Kate? Um, this Quincy Jones, um, in a recent interview, um, dropped, um, some 
interesting oh, information about himself. Oh, I saw something about this. This guy, this Quincy some, Jones, fuck. Threw some shade at Taylor oh, yeah. Swift and Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. No one ever talks shit about Oprah. I she know. fucking annoys the shit out of me. Yes. She's such a fucking narcissist. Good for you. She does a lot of good stuff. Yes. But, Cannot take that away from her. She takes a lot of credit for the good stuff she does. she is right. such a She's, narcissist. Nobody, nobody loves Oprah more than Oprah. That's, no. that's right. And. I'm sorry, but this whole like Oprah for president thing. So stupid. No, she is, the, she is the president. To me. She's we the president. We do not need another unqualified but wait, what about, person. What about Quincy Jones? Okay. Oh, just, so anyway. Yes, he fucks it. Jones. Quincy who Jones. Was, oh, yeah. Was, uh, Tupac used to criticize times. him for sticking his dick everywhere. I'm going to tell you. Yes. Yeah, we're listening. He's been married three times. Yeah, he says that these Lipton. days, quote, I got 22 girlfriends yeah. everywhere. Cape Town, Cairo, Stockholm. She's coming in next week. Brazil, Belo Horizonte, Sao Paulo, and Belo Rio. Horizonte. Shanghai. Got a great girl over there from Shanghai, man. Cairo. Woo! I mean, okay. Um, that would suck if that was your go, dad. I mean, goes on to say. the money would be good, but that would suck to hear your dad talking like that. He says, Jones says of the prospect of dating a woman his own age, for what, man? There's nothing. No upside. You got to be kidding. I got me some technology that keep fat and old away from here. Buzz as if they're too old. But you'd be surprised. God, These women, them. the young ones, are aggressive now. Oh, my God. They're fearless, man, all over the world. Dude, Quincy, fuck off, dude. Um, Artie Lang tells a story that when he was on Mad TV, Quincy Jones was a producer. And he took him and a few guys from the cast out one night to some club. And it was like a club only for like elite Hollywood people. And so it's like Quincy Jones and Robert De Niro's at the next table. And it's like all these super famous guys. And Artie was like, Quincy made it clear that he, and it, and then it was just, the rest was just all hot chicks. And Quincy made it clear that he had had relations with many, many of the women in the club because yeah. the guy fucks. Yeah. He refers to himself as a dog. Yeah. He's a dirty dog. Good for you, Quincy. The guy's like 85. <laughs> Like that's, you know, I want to still be able to use it at eighty five. I mean, only just only with one woman. I'm not sure if I want you to still be able. What to use What it. is in it for <laughs> a chick fucking eighty five year old Quincy, Quincy Jones? Jones? Like you're not know. you're not getting the money. So you're just getting old balls. Yeah, old ass balls. He looks pretty good. Well, Black don't crack. You probably. I, I'm not saying he doesn't look good for his age, but like yeah. it still it can't be that much fun to fuck. I feel like no. if you're young and you're doing Disease? that. You think that you're going to see some money or something, some yeah. perks at some point, and you probably do see some perks. And it's like maybe he'll sure. maybe he'll take me to, you know, San Tropez yeah. or like I get show me something that I you know wouldn't normally buy get me to see buy me a experience. Birkin bag or get me an agent or sure. something like that. Yeah, there's a you know everybody's there's something in it for everybody. Um, and in my last nope. piece of Hollywood nobody, related, nobody fucks for nothing. Go on, Kate. Hollywood related news: Tom Hanks set to play Mister Rogers in biopic. Ah, uh, sorry. Are we excited? I'm about done this with Tom or Hanks. Not? I'm done with Tom Hanks. I love Tom Hanks. I mean, he's great. He's and great. who doesn't love Mister Rogers? I, fucking I treasure that I guy. I don't want to see a fucking movie about Mister Rogers. Oh, I'll watch. Tom I'll Hanks. watch the hell out of it. Tom Hanks he gave, American. He gave dad. Michael yeah, Keaton his first job. Michael Keaton was on Mr. Roger. Oh, he's he was, from he was an inter, he was an intern at the uh he said he used to show up stoned at 
Mr. Rogers. He was like an intern there in Pittsburgh. Still. Well, you'll have to wait till next year for that release. Fred Rogers. Fred Rogers was a true gentleman. I don't don't know. I'm going to go see a movie about him. I will definitely watch it. I wonder if it will be an Oscar contender. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Well, if Tom Hanks is in it. Yeah. It's a guarantee. I'm fully on board. All right. Is that it, Kate? That's it. All right. Uh, excellent job all the way around. If you have, if you're into the Bachelor, check out my Bachelor lifestyle show I, that I did this week with Jay Stu. A lot going on on the Bachelor that you, I'm I'm sparing these two co-hosts from discussing with me. Mm. But you can you can check it out if you subscribe to theballerlifestyle.com. Uh, for Ed Daily, for Kate McManus, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 205 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye.